Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. It's How We Seize It, episode 215. This night, we're tackling The Dark Knight. Um, this is a 2008 uh, uh, Batman. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it other than this is this is probably the best, if, if not just the comic book movie, uh, probably one of the best uh, superhero movies out there ever. It's certainly, I, in my mind, probably the most acclaimed too. You say that, and yeah, that's your opinion. But I think it's the opinion of a lot of people out there. Yeah. Enough, probably more people than than otherwise. Um, yeah, and, and this will be. I think this is an interesting podcast because you know we're doing Dark Knight this week, and next week we're covering Joker. So that we're really going to yeah. dive into uh, Joker portrayals, and 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 we all know that you weren't as big of a fan of of Joker. <laughs> so well, and uh, that's why we're going to cover Joker next week. Yep. Because, yeah. Because I. We've talked about it several times, maybe not just always here on the podcast, but in general, we've talked about it. And yeah, I, I think I am one of those few people that just did not care for that movie. And I'll talk about why I didn't care for it. Sure. Partially in this one because of okay. how good this Joker was. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know, I tell you, I'm a little intimidated by this podcast just because, you know, <laughs> there, there's so much acclaim out there and so much written about it. It's almost like it feels a little bit above my pay grade to be talking about this, you know? Oh, no, no, no. Well, no. I don't want to just be saying, oh, it's great, you know? <laughs> this is this is a movie. Thoughtful, no. But so much is This is a movie said. for the fans. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to rehash what's probably been said on a bunch of podcasts, and I did. I listened to a bunch of them. Uh, interesting enough, I, I tried to listen to more current ones, like stuff that was within the last couple of years, rather than ones, in, you know, early, early, okay. you know. Yeah. Uh, I wish we had done this, you know, six months ago because we would have been able to hit the the 15th anniversary of Dark Knight releasing, which, you know, uh, would have made that really kind of cool to do um, just because of, you know, anniversaries, this kind of thing. And that's what some other people did. So there's a lot of current uh, podcasts right now on the Dark Knight. And, uh, you know, there there was some major stuff that happened with this. You know, uh, Heath Ledger uh, died before this was released. He, he sure, was able yeah. to finish all his filming. Uh, and then he he had a a reaction to some some drugs uh, in his system and and passed away. And prescription so drugs. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't an overdose necessarily. It was. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it because I, I don't know all the details. But I heard he was on a a prescription for insomnia. 
uh, a prescription for pain. Um, I guess he had some chronic back pain, which I can totally relate to. I fuck, I could use some good drugs right now for that. Um, and then, you know, and then just just a lot of overwork stuff and, and it just caught up with him. And I think he may have just he either took too many or took too many mixed the wrong way. And it just it his toxic toxicology went through the roof and and, and passed away from it. So yeah, it he, wasn't he, like a. Yeah, he didn't die during the production either or, or no. right afterwards, like as a reaction to it. It was actually he was already filming another movie, Imaginarium of yeah. Dr. Parnassus. Um the Terry Gilliam yeah. movie. So, uh, and he was in good spirits too. He, it sounds yeah, like yeah. he was, he was a great presence on set, you know, a lot of times in character, but always giving hugs at the beginning and at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. oh, that sounded great. Oh, that would that'd be kind of creepy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hugs. Uh, yeah, no, but a lot of people wanted to say that, you know, this movie got a lot of hype from his death and stuff like that. And I, I think it did probably and, and well-deserved for, for the role he played and, and what he did in this. But I, I don't believe that this got the claim just because of his death, you know, gave it that much extra of publicity. I agree. And I don't think, I don't think history has th- thought that either. Sometimes, sometimes after, you know, a few years go by, people go back and say, oh yeah, that was probably just because he died. But I don't think people yeah. think that with this, <laughs> No, you know, it's, I, everyone still praises that performance and it's, it makes any re- uh, recasting of the Joker just kind of terrifying to who's going <laughs> to step into those shoes. I mean, he did the unthinkable. He kind of took took over Jack Nicholson's portrayal from from the original Batman, which everyone was already uh, trying yeah. to stay away from. I think some people turned down the role just because of that. <laughs> yeah. No. And well, and they were also when when he was uh, cast. You know, Heath Ledger was cast. A lot of people were like, "What? This this guy from <laughs> Ten Things I Hate About You and, the, and these Love right. and uh, Knight's Tale, which I love Knight's Tale. It's such I a do movie. too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so there was a lot of stuff with that. Uh, interesting enough, this is a this is a a Batman movie, or it's a trilogy from the Dark uh, it, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, but I would say when you are done watching this, I would call this a Joker movie, like he. Yeah. Steal so much of the story and claim so much of the interesting parts of it. You're like, yes, this was a Joker movie. Yeah, it's interesting because you you look at the movie and we're getting pretty. We're already kind of talking about the movie. But at some point, we want to yeah. start drinking. I see you're already drinking. <laughs> um, uh, but right, 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 right. Uh, a lot of people call it Harvey Dent's story. You know, this is really more his his story, his his character arc, the, the rise and fall of Harvey Dent, Two Face. Um, but Joker did really steal the steal. Yeah. But but I mean, the role kind of demands it, too. So you can't really you could say, yeah, yeah the performance was that good or, or he had a little bit of an ego and had to step into the spotlight. But I mean, that's that's the role. <laughs> right. So. No. Right. And uh, the role of us on this podcast is what we do is we create cocktails <laughs> or uh, drinks that we pair with what we're watching. And uh, the Dark Knight is no different. We, we paired some cocktails for this one. Uh, I have already taken a sip of mine and I'm going to take another sip while Steve uh, <laughs> lets you know what he made for us tonight. All right. I did uh, create this. It's it's a pretty simple drink. And I, I looked around and I found some some similar ones. So it's not that um that original, but uh, but how I came about it, I'll, I'll, I might have to um, get a little wordy when I talk about this. <laughs> I, I used 
I used a lot of when I when I did a lot of research on Heath Ledger and, and what he, what he used to inspire himself for this role. I kind of used those as ingredients to make this drink. So okay. one of the things he he well, this was something that was part of his 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 character, part of his makeup is he had he had the Glasgow grin, the Glasgow smile. That's that's what you know when that's an actual thing for when when you slice open your cheeks. You know they did oh. this in in. Um, in gang warfare in uh, Glasgow is, you know, a place yeah. in Scotland. That was kind of a, the origin of that. But uh, that was part of like, a, you know, a way of, of telling, you know. A, a, yeah, yeah. A, 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 a signature. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So so that's actually what he had. There's there's some noteworthy people that actually have this. I saw, I, I recognize someone from one, but I can't. I can't oh, nice. place his name, but anyway, um, that's called the Glasgow smile or the Glasgow grin. I liked that, that name a little bit more. So that was one of my influences for, for this drink. Another one of the influences to the, how he portrayed it was, um, he looked at Malcolm McDowell's uh, portrayal of Alex in a clockwork orange, a Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. movie. That's a pretty wicked, uh, you know, another gang gang related thing, kind of futuristic, wild movie that I saw when I was much mm-hmm. too young and it got me really turned on at some pretty <laughs> terrifying scenes. It kind of probably screwed up and made me more of a pervert than I should have been. <laughs> Anyone who's seen Clockwork Orange could know, you know, if you're exposed to that at a young age, it can, it can, it can fuck with you a little bit. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I saw it way too young too. So, uh, uh, also a lot of people compare his performance to Tom Waits, uh, Tom Waits interview that he did, which I watched and oh my gosh, it's really interesting. Tom Waits is a singer actor. Uh, he was recently in a Coen brothers movie. He played a a gold digger, a great role. Um, but uh, he's also in a movie called, um, coffee and cigarettes. Um, anyway, I use that kind of as my influence. I'll get to that. Um, also paintings by Francis Bacon. I don't know. This this is where right before the podcast, I was trying to look up a comic book because um, I looked up some of these paintings and they're really the the artwork. Francis Bacon artwork is very similar to uh, the Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth comic book, which I remember when I was in my teens going to bookstores and flipping through. And it was just really some terrifying, not mentally uh, <laughs> stimulating, but dark dark images that that this this comic book used um and so anyway these are some of the ingredients i use so for the glasgow grin i went with a a scotch you know because glasgow is a is a place in scotland that um so i i went back a couple podcasts to our uh and and grabbed our that talisker scotch Mm -hmm. that I, i picked up it's a very smoky one for the um tom waits coffee and cigarettes, I um, grabbed some coffee liqueur. I went with Mr. Black. And nice. um, I also ended up smoking my drink with a smoking kit yeah. I got. So um, that that kind of added that. I added for Clockwork Orange, I added some orange bitters and some orange garnish. Um, for Francis Bacon, I added a strip of bacon um, and as part of my garnish, it actually works nice for for this sort of a drink. Yeah, the scotch yeah. and the and the smoke and the and the coffee. I don't know. It it, it worked. So I wrapped that up. If you look at my picture, it's it's kind of garnished and it's all wrapped around a pencil. Um, <laughs> the pencil was just my inspiration for the name of this. I called this the magic trick 
because one of our first introductions, one of our, you, you know, after the heist, when we're first introduced to, to Joker, he comes in and he says, want to see a magic trick? And he, you know, he stabs the pencil into it and he, the guy comes over and he just slams his face down. Such into a, it. The pencil yeah. disappears. The guy's, you know, you know, he's probably impaled it into his eye socket or something like that. But That's I just the idea. What a what a first impression. You know, so I had to call it uh, the magic trick and add a pencil for garnish. So that's, that's it. Great. And it's actually not a bad drink if you're, I mean, it's smoky and, <laughs> and, and, and got that coffee flavor, but it's, it's well balanced. I used a, a little over two ounces of the scotch, three quarter ounces of the coffee liqueur, the four dashes of orange bitters. That was my base cocktail and then added the garnish. So there you that's, go. Then. That's kind of the yeah. magic trick. <laughs> that actually, you know, that could be a regular, I mean, that's kind of on the realms of a, of a black Russian where, you know, instead of the, the vodka you're using, um, the, the the scotch right so you call that you know you call that a scottish you know or a black scot or something like that where it's got the the coffee and the smoke on top of that that's especially with a pd scotch or something right. like that you just add some extra that's that's a really cool i mean you're, you're creating a classic a classic drink right there steve <laughs> and i use the orange peel to give it some a little bit of citrus uh you know the little squirt of that around the, the yeah. rim and i think that really helps so, nice, nice, yeah. That's a that sounds very sophisticated. Uh, I went with a drink. Well, I went with two because I was going back and forth. I got this idea, and I was like, I really want to play with it. Uh, the Joker has always been portrayed by the colors purple and green. Yeah, right. And, and it's no different in here. His his hair is kind of green. He's wearing a purple jacket, purple suit. Um, it's just always been the the signature colors of the Joker and stuff like that. And so I started playing around with something like that, and I was thinking about it. Um, and, uh, I had also for Christmas, I had gotten a blackberry sage syrup and I was like, you know, I kind of want to do something with that. What can I do to make a purple drink? And then I'm going to, I'm going to add some green to it. So I started thinking blackberry, oh, Empress gin, Empress gin comes out a bluish purple color. I'm like, oh, I could go with that. So I decided I was going to do a blackberry, uh, gin, uh, sour and I'm going to do it like a New York sour style where I'm going to float. And I decided to float a melon liqueur on the top, hoping that it would actually stay on the top and give me that 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 definite color difference. Uh, it didn't stay on the top. It went to the bottom. So my, my pitcher isn't as nice, but the flavors are all there. So I ended up with, started this off with two ounces of, of Empress Gin, uh, one uh, ounce of the uh, blackberry sage syrup. I went in one ounce of uh, fresh lime juice, uh, half ounce of simple syrup, uh, I'm about to make this a sour, so I put in the fee foam because uh, I can't do raw eggs. I just can't do it. Shook that up with a dry shake. Got it going nice and good. Poured that in, and then I tried to do a, a, a melon liqueur float on top of it. And it just didn't hold. It fell to the bottom. Uh, the first picture uh, that I took with all the, the liquor behind it, I forgot to put my blackberry uh Garnishes across the top, so I took another picture later with it with a little uh, garnish on top. Oh, gotcha! I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but then, because I was going back and forth with that, I was like, oh, I really want that color difference. I started thinking, well, what if I do a melon sour? Right, kind of the same thing, but I'll do it that New York style, right? So I started off with just a regular melon sour, two ounces of melon liqueur, uh, one ounce of a Sky Blood orange uh, vodka, just to give it a little more kick, because most melon liqueurs don't have much alcohol content to them, so I wanted to get a little bit more octane in it, uh, so I went with the, the vodka. I did a three-quarters ounce uh, lime juice, half ounce simple syrup, four drops of the fee foam, shook it up, nice dry shake, poured in there, got a really pretty, pretty... Uh, melon sour really great green color and then i floated this port i had on top of it it's actually it's i think it's called six grapes 
uh, is the brand. Uh, really nice, sweet red port. Really dark color. Floated on that one. It stayed a little bit more separated. Once again, I forgot to throw my little uh, lime wedge garnish on top. <laughs> so I took a picture again with it at the end. Uh, but yeah, so I've got two different uh, New York sour based drinks, but just a little bit different where the, I, I got the, the blackberry sage with a melon float and then a melon uh, sour with a regular port uh, float on top of it. Uh, I'm drinking the uh, Blackberry Sage one right now, and this is pretty damn good. Um, it's right up my alley. Nice citrus, nice uh, sour to it, but with a with a little bit of a sweet kick to it on the end, and just just delicious. Like I could drink these all night for sure. You really got the color separation out of that melon melon sour. Yeah, with a portfolio. Yeah, the melon one looked really nice. So it just your, your yeah. glass just says we see podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, after after enough drinks, that's how it is too. We just see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we got past that, uh, I thought it was funny we both went with Joker just because he, like I, we said earlier, he is such an important part of this and and really, yeah, is what that, feeds this movie. Yeah, and that's the theme I think of this podcast and next week's podcast is. I mean, we're, we'll talk about the the movie as a whole, but but I yeah. think we're 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 kind of honing in on on Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix as far as <laughs> you know. Man, Who did it better? Construction, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> who who wore I, it better? I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's I, it's I not about the, the question um, because it's more about who, how they were written. How they were written is more. Yeah, when I, I'm not going to say the actors did anything different, but I the characters themselves, the way they were written. It's tricky because, like with football, you'll get a number. You know, some some player will will, will retire, or you know, and and you, they retire the number with it. It's kind of like no one else gets that number. But movies, you know, especially if you got beloved characters, you right. can't really oh. just say just because someone does the best job ever that no one can oh. return to it. You've got to you got to come and 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 then also if you. Just just try to mimic what that person did, uh, then, then you're in another set of trouble. Yeah. So, so it I, I like that. I, I like that idea though. We should have, we should have hung uh, Heath Ledger's Joker up in the rafters. Just said no more. <laughs> just don't even do it. Well, maybe no, for Suicide uh, Squad. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Uh, definitely the worst Joker ever. Um, no, you're, you know, you're right though. And, and uh, you know, Heath Ledger, one of the things he did is he didn't want to take, he didn't want to, take the Jack Nicholson character and just rehash, you know, he didn't want to redo that. So he tried to do what he could. This is stuff I've read, uh, um, that he, he tried to do as much as he could to not portray the same character, you know, to make it his own. And, and he did, he took a lot from the, from the clockwood clockwood or clockwork orange. I can talk. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I, yeah, it just, what he did, though, I mean, and he, I mean, he he watched a lot of the animated series. You got uh, Mark Hamill, who's who's famously known for his uh, voice acting as sure, the Joker yeah. in in the animated series, and you know he's he's put on a pedestal for his voice acting for that Joker and that character and the writing for it. And uh, you know, this is one of those ones where I, I'm not a huge like I'm not so deep into the animated series. I've seen everything, but I have watched it. Um, and I've, I've seen a lot of the animated stuff and, and they do such a great job with the Joker and the animated stuff a lot of times. And some of the Batman stuff that I've read and, and when I you know, remember reading, the Joker had such a, uh, a, a, a character to him that I, don't, I didn't think that, you know, as good as Jack Nicholson was, I didn't think he, he captured it exactly the way it always was. Even I, though it was more comic booky and cartoony in that movie, this one nailed t- it in a way. Yeah, that I totally agree. 
I was never in love with Jack Nicholson's portrayal. He, to me, he was more a younger version of himself from, you know, say yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest would have owned it. But to me, he just seemed a little too old for the role when he did it in uh, in uh, in uh, Batman, the original Batman. Yeah. Um, and it almost seemed like it was it was made for him and he just kind of phoned it in. I that's, that's, <laughs> that's unfair. You know, his performance is good. But and I was young, but it it, <laughs> it, it came across when I watched it as it just didn't impress me like like I thought it was going to, but, but maybe that's, uh, you know, you, you go into movies and you know, Jack Nicholson, he's perfect for this role. Well, that just sets him up for, uh, kind of in a sense, not as much appreciation when you come out and, you know, cause you've already got expectations that are floating around. That's something that Heath Ledger had completely nothing. You know, everyone thought this was ridiculous. So he got right. to present something. Um, I know he like spent a month, in a hotel room making a journal, you know, where he kind of locked mm-hmm. himself up. He had, he created this journal with pictures of hyenas and he studied the way ventriloquist dummies talked. He, 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 you know, he just, he started, he, he went over the script and started jotting things down and, and getting himself kind of immersed into this method acting <laughs> style. Um, and, uh, he did so, for sure. Yeah, drive yourself a little insane as as in order to get get your head in the character <laughs> a little bit. Well, and I think what he did too though is he was he was finding, you know, they talk about his tics in the movie, right? He came up with a lot of these tics that this guy, you know, he he wanted to he wanted to be the psycho and he wanted to be to be that that just over the edge chaos character that he portrayed and and he just was working on it and working on it and and he, and he did such a great job with it. Um and I think part of the reason is is that he he just he went with it and just he became that like he's not physically intimidating but oh, he's scary no. as fuck. I know when the you first know? scene they they shot was the uh, was the one in the, in the bank the, heist. No, no, the first scene they shot was oh. actually the uh, the interrogation when Batman shows up, and uh, so that's when everyone first got to see Heath Heath Ledger, you know, pull out, you know, he. He during rehearsals he didn't actually use his voice. He would say that all for the for the camera. So that was the first time right. I got to see it. But you talk about intimidating. You know, he really just kind of proved that. I, that was even a line. It's like all your muscle, all your strength can't hurt me because yeah. that's not what. That's not you know he's he's got a he's got a, he's suicidal. You know he wanted Batman yeah. to run him over, and he was almost pissed off when he didn't he's like why why didn't you do it you had your opportunity to take me out well it comes down like a lot of people talked about that 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 was the main drive like what what motivates him and why is he who he is his whole thing is to to make someone do what they won't do right his whole job in in with his dealing with batman was to make him give up his only rule right he won't kill that that's batman's you know it's always the thing with batman he doesn't kill you know how 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 many people would he have saved if he would have just killed this bad guy in the beginning? Yeah. <clears throat> so his whole thing was to make to drive him so crazy, whether it meant killing him or just someone else. And that was that scene where it really paid out, where he's like, "Yeah, do it, do it." You know, you're like, "Wait, this you're crazy enough to want to get hit, buddy?" But you're like, "But he's like, yeah, because then I win." I yeah. And it was and that it just, and it took that oh. he he has no empathy, but he also really has no care whether he dies, it's just like, he just, mm-hmm. he just 
faces whatever to, to the point where even he puts himself in front of this you know moving object that's coming straight at him he's not going to flinch because he, he's not a, he's not afraid to die but i do love said, man with no fear yeah i do love his insecurities that come out you know like when someone says something about him being being insane, crazy and you know i'm not <laughs> you know and he kind of you could it it the way he portrays those little ticks, those little moments when when yeah. you could tell like, oh, that rubbed him the wrong way. And, you know, it's it's really brilliant. Um, it's he, you know that he's he's gotten deep into the character, the way he just he pulls that out in such ease, like it's just a part of it's a natural reaction that you're seeing unfold on the screen. It's brilliant. Yeah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it is. Uh, and not not that he was the only person in this. Uh, you know, we had Christian Bale as uh, ba- uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, yeah, he, he was reprising his role from the from the uh, Batman uh, Begins. Yeah. Uh, this was supposedly nine months after that, which you know, I, I I to to really tell you the truth, I have a hard time remembering Batman Begins. So, but yeah, I, I remember I, Dark Knight. <laughs> I watched it in the theater, and I didn't watch it again. Um, until uh, this last week. I watched it before I watched The Dark Knight because I wanted to remind myself right. what the origin was. And, you know, I think a lot of people give it a lot of credit for reinvigorating Batman, reintroducing us to Batman into this kind of, this more grounded world that, uh, you know, I, I was talking up the, what's the what's the latest Batman with... Um, Oh yeah, yeah, uh, the Batman, Pattinson, uh, Robert Pattinson, yeah, the Batman, yeah, which I think is just so well grounded and so dark and real and gritty and Robert feel- Patterson, and I like yeah, sparkly, <laughs> sparkly guy. No, like, like a lot of people are calling him Robert Patterson now. Bat- <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, um, and I think this kind of took you there. It gave it grounded the character a little bit more, especially yeah. after the the kind of arc of the original four movies that ended with right, George right. Clooney and Batman and Robin, which, which just got so campy. And, uh, this was the, saying, the no, Tim Burton, what... the Tim Burton, I mean, they, they, okay. So what Tim yeah. Burton's Batman did was, is they, they launched this as like, Hey, look, these can be a lot of fun. And they were very Tim Burton-y, right? Yes. Very comic booky. They were weird. Uh, and, that's, and yeah. Yeah. But, and, but I don't think campy is right. I think that's where, you know, Batman Forever started that going there, and and then Batman and Robin was just ridiculous with all its yeah that was bad and- yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think well, the, I mean, it was campy in in the style of of comic books, but it was also you know bat it was still Batman. Batman's always been a dark comic, yeah. right? No matter there there's no like Archie Batman comics because because Batman comics don't fit into that Archie role where it's all happy go lucky and good for five year olds to read. It's always been dark, and there's always been issues with, with uh, just violence and death, and, and you know what it is. Not always death, but just random violence and just over the top violence. So when I say campy, I mean it. It, it locked into that comic booky look, right? Sure. Everything's a little over the top. Everything yeah, looks yeah. like rubber suits, and yeah, and that's Danny where Vito I think, with Dan, you know his 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 penguin. Penguins, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's where I think I, I liked I kinda, Batman. Uh, the what was that? Batman Returns. Yeah, the new I liked one. that. But uh, no. Oh the, yeah, no. I, I still like. I still like all the 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 Burton ones. I'll still watch them because they're fun. Yeah. But they they also started. I mean, they kind of 
They had one foot in the the Nolan Batman Darkness and one foot in the original TV series Batman, which was yeah. just ridiculous comic yeah. book. Um, you know, it, it's kind of they were playing both worlds, and but I but they did it with a a bigger budget. Is basically yeah. what it was. It's like and, and Christopher so, Nolan wanted to wanted to ground it again and make it. Yeah, he he, he seems very obsessed with trying to answer the question of of why you know why why is batman who he is why is joker who he is which i find fascinating because they play it so mysteriously um but but they don't give it to us i know it's all about (laughs) there's all these questions why is he called the joker how did i get these scars you don't know want to know why i use a knife i love how they tease the audience and they start giving you multiple answers and so by the end of the movie you're like oh my god that was all just a bunch of bullshit you know, and and yet you still feel like you have an understanding of who he is, even though he's completely scatterbrained. Any any. Well, I think uh, that's the thing is you you think you know, but yeah. are you ever really sure? Because that yeah. that's the Joker in general. Uh, one of the the other Jokers that I really resonated with personally is uh, in the Arkham uh, Asylum games. For I played it on I think PS4. Okay, incredible. Nice incredible game like open one of those first open world kind of you could just run around and there's just all kinds of stuff to do the joker in that one is pretty crazy and and terrifying and almost a little bit like like the heath ledger style uh and it just was always the kind of interesting part in what they did with joker so um but i do want to i do want to talk about the others you know like we said christian bale uh you know you talked about harvey dent uh aaron eckhart yeah he would be the guy everybody would be talking about, like, oh, my God, the way he hit this role, the way he played that character. He would be the one everybody's talking about if Christian Bild or uh, Heath Ledger didn't do what he did. Oh, yeah. I mean, he does such a good job, but it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's kind of like. I, yeah, I think we didn't get enough of, of Two-Face. You know, it was just at the tail end as far as Two-Face is created, and then he's pretty much gone in the next scene. Um but the way they portray him is brilliant, the way they all set it up. But I thought Aaron Eckhart played Harvey Dent really effectively. Yeah. You really are sold by, you know, he's he's kind of a cutthroat asshole. But at the same time, you 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 want him on your side. You know, you yeah. want him because he's he's a <laughs> he's your cutthroat he, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the one that's that. I, and I think that's what Christian Bale or, you know, Bruce Wayne sees in him that, hey, he could be the one that that sets me free. So I don't have to do this anymore. Well, and that, that's a big part of the, the story. They were right? calling him Gotham's white knight. Yeah. <laughs> right. You got you got the dark night and you got the white knight. And uh, that's, you know, kind of the, the two opposites. And that's what it was. And and yeah, and and you know, it's it's another it's a Joker story, but it is also a Harvey Dent story. And I think the the reason I say it's more of a Joker story is because he uses Harvey Dent as a a pawn in hit Harvey Dent's story is part of the Joker's you know overall arc. If you His know what plan. I mean, he, <laughs> even though he yeah. doesn't have a plan, he just he just you, you know, know well. Yeah, they they say agent of chaos and stuff like that, and there is like he's almost omniscient and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, he's just one of those guys. Is like, he's very very intelligent, but you don't know that because he's also fucking psycho. He's got crazy. nothing to lose. And that, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he doesn't act like he doesn't act like he's smarter than everybody, but he's probably the smartest man in the room. Yeah, kind of thing. You know, it's one of those. It, it he is just. He, he reads people very well. He reads situations real well, and he, he just reacts to it. And he's got a bit of luck. You know, shit goes his way. But he also does plan 
but it's planned chaos. You know, uh, one of the things he did, you know, uh, one of the major twists in this is where he has um, Harvey Dent and then Rachel, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's yeah. character, uh, kidnapped and, and he's going to kill them uh, both. You know, and he, he gives them the addresses, and but he gives it to them opposite. He tells, he says, you know, Rachel's here and and Dent's here. And so you know, Batman flies off after to save Rachel, but he goes, oh wait, I gave you the wrong address. As he's <laughs> gone already, and it's like, motherfucker, you know, and it's, and it plays out like, this is one of the things that everybody said was a shock, and this is what made this a new type of movie where you're like, holy shit, this is different. Is they killed Rachel? Yeah. They killed him, and, and then then also got you know some of those people go oh yeah they had to fridge the girl to and I was like yes <laughs> and no I get what you're saying yes they did kill the girl to get a reaction out of the guy Harvey Dent more than Bruce I think but it was also one of those things is like you normally don't kill that person in these movies you know you normally don't kill a major top three kind of person in this and I was like oh shit that's new like. And I didn't even think about this until someone said it today when I was listening. Uh, at the very end, after Two Face has become Two Face, and he he's got uh, uh, Gordon's uh, family, you know, he's in, and he's gonna kill one of them. He's I think he's got the son with a gun to his head, and you're like, they they might fucking do it. They they might actually let him kill him. Right. You know, it's it's one of those. All these other movies, you're like, oh, they're never gonna let him kill that kid. You know, someone's gonna save him in the last minute. This one, you're like, ooh. I don't. I don't know. They they might they, they might let it happen. Yeah, if they already if they already <clears throat> shocked you with a with another twist that, yeah, and that's that's impressive storytelling. That's that's storytelling that that uses one death to to leave you in question about yeah. how how things are going to wrap. You don't know if this is going to be a happy ending. You know this is already a second movie. There's probably going to be a third. So what happens yeah. in the second movie? It's a dark ending. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Come on, they froze on. <laughs> True, true. But I mean, but he wasn't, it wasn't dead, dead, you know, but it was a good um, cliffhanger. Are we talking about you know, Empire you, or are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. we're Empire. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but what, I, uh, so some of the other characters in this that were just off the charts good. Uh, Michael Caine as Alfred is phenomenal. Like, it, it, you know, if I ever had an Alfred, Michael Caine could yeah. be that Alfred. He, he was yeah. great. And and you know to your point about uh, about what they would you say fridge fridge the fridge the yeah that's where they 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 kill the the female to get the reaction out of the the male star okay you know they fridge they 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 I don't know why it's called fridge they stick you know but it's basically taking the female lead or love interest and killing them or, or putting them in a freezer kind of thing to get the reaction out of the male. Okay, so just just to get get that out of the way, we have we have Maggie Gyllenhaal as Rachel. Yep. The judge is uh, another woman. I, I don't have her name down. And then and then we also have uh, the rookie cop Anna Ramirez, uh, mm-hmm. by Monica uh, Gabriela Curran. I current current. And maybe the maybe Gordon Gordon's wife, but there aren't many many women in this. This is really uh, a big, you know. Yeah, it's a male so, heavy. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out. I don't want to, you know, I, I, most people who who are listening well, to this have have seen this, but but it, this <laughs> doesn't answer the this doesn't an, answer the diversity question. Oh, the Bechdel question. test. Yeah, yeah. This does not pass that test. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> it doesn't in in the sexist way, but do you do you see a lot of mob? 
characters that are females and a lot no, of criminals. I, I mean, uh, you know, what I, I mean? wasn't it's planning like, on bringing this up, but it was just because you mentioned the fridge test that I just wanted to well, go on the record yeah. and say, yeah, that this is a very male heavy cast. It's based on a comic book that's very, very male heavy. And and, you know, maybe they could uh, throw it on Netflix and mix up the cast and and make it. I, I don't know if you mix, I don't know if happens. you mixed this up. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know joke. what you. That was a joke. That was just. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's yeah, I know. But I want to talk to that because this is one of those things where it like diversity for diversity's sake. And in, in the fact, I'm not. I guess not diversity, but uh, the the mix of women putting a woman in a job that's just not really like they did. They had a female cop, right? And that's fine. And there's not like they had a whole ton of cops that had talking roles. So they had one that actually was high up talking role. They had a female judge, you know, another extra. But there wasn't a lot of other characters that would have been typical female. There's not going to be a lot of females in the mob. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. I mean, and, and in criminals in general, it's just like. And I mean, you don't want to necessarily cater or pander to to that by inserting. Yeah. Unreal, and, and and I think that's what you know a lot of people felt when it came to the last of Avengers, um, <laughs> the the end the, game, the women end game when they all had that shot that that was a little too pandering. Yeah, uh, it yes, did, it did uh, it, it did have its moment. I I mean everyone cheered when I saw the movie, but but yeah, afterwards you look you look back and you kind of went, yeah, that was a little little over overdone. <laughs> um, and I don't think Christopher Nolan, I. I you know, he's. I don't think he cares. He's interested in the material. He's interested in storytelling, and yeah. and we have and and it's it's put the character for the character's sake rather than oh, I'm going to put this character into pander to people. And and Ma uh, Maggie Maggie Gyllenhaal played Rachel, who uh, this was a recasting from Katie Holmes, right. who was in Batman Begins. Uh, uh, no one really knows the whole story. Uh, <laughs> I guess Katie Holmes was offered the uh, position, but then I've heard I heard rumors that. Christian Bale didn't feel he had chemistry with her. Oh, um, okay. Christopher Nolan um, was a little worried because she was getting, she was then becoming attached with um, uh, Tom, Cruise. On my blank. Tom Cruise. And this is the whole Oprah jumping on the couch fucking time frame. And he's like, I do Mission not want Possible people. Three, yeah. Um, yeah. Thinking about well, that. And then people were also saying that, Tom Cruise did not want her to be in it because it was opening um, opposite of a Tom Cruise movie in yeah. that summer. And that's just <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, that's just a rumor too. I did. I, you mentioned that last time we were chatting, and and I did research that, and <laughs> and that's all it is is rumor. She's denied yeah. that, but of course she's going to. That's uh, but even more recently. Um, interesting <laughs> though about uh, about Christian Bale and the chemistry. I, I mean that that makes sense. I think I think. Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal oh. fit the role much better, even even in her. I liked her in it. I didn't. I didn't think she was bad. Some people didn't care for her in the podcast I listened to, but I, you know, I thought she did a great job. Um, I thought she fit the role really well. So, yeah. <laughs> interesting thing is, I was watching uh, this yesterday uh, or the day before, and Alyssa was watching it with me, and she had a big problem with the Rachel role, and. She had a problem because she was kissing Bruce Wayne and she was kissing Harvey Dent at the same time, essentially. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that two-timing bitch, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, oh, She's I'm a like, two-faced, man. <laughs> right, and I was like, I didn't even think of that. Like, it didn't, you know, I, I was looking at it as like, oh, you know, she, she was best friends with Bruce Wayne and, you know, they kind of had this thing, but she knew he was Batman and didn't want to be with him as he was going to be Batman. 
And then, so she went to Dan, and then Bruce was like, oh, but I'm coming back. And I was like, I'm like, I'm kind of with him. And and then she's like, oh, but she's she's still with Harvey Dent. She's, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're messing with my movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but she it did drive her to write a letter. And when you write a letter, you're, you know, the letter that basically said, yeah, that was kind of a mistake, that whole kiss. Yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of distance from the 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 the, the voluptuous lips that are in front of you uh, <laughs> to make it to make a thoughtful decision. <laughs> well, and Christian Bale has those lips too. <laughs> okay. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Um, uh, He's got so the another. <laughs> and no, he doesn't. That's no, one of the, that's one of the knocks on this movie is is Christian Bale, especially Batman his voice. speaking voice when he's Batman. It's not. The, yeah, I like. I like the the intimidating voice. In Batman Begins, when when he was like, you know, who are you? Where you know where you know when he when he presented that voice to his to the to the bad guys and stuff. I thought it really was impressive. But yeah, the way he just stands there in the bank vault, he's like. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just the way he. Yeah. It, it, they make I'm fun not wearing of it hockey pads. Yeah, it's it it's it's doesn't work. It's it's bad. Um, I and, wish they would have went with the the. So so one of the things I miss for the Batman in this one is his gadgets. I think they should have went more gadgets. Well, uh, that's they what even we had, had Morgan Freeman. Come on, we no, I know that's what Lucius. Yeah, Fox. they had Lucius, Lucius Fox, which is a character from the comics, and Morgan Freeman. Oh my God, put that guy in anything. He could be anybody. Like recast Harry Potter and make him fucking, you know, I, he could be Harry. I don't care. I love that movie. <laughs> Have him be Hagrid. Anybody. I mean, just Morgan Freeman could kill anything he does. But as Lucius Fox, he was incredible. Um, but yeah, they, so we have the key to the gadget. So, so make more gadgets. I would have rather had them voice uh, synthesize something, you know, as as. Well, and that's what and they then did. It that's what they did in Batman versus Superman. Uh, <coughs> right. Uh, it just where, makes more sense. Yeah. You know, instead of him going, "Oh, I'm going to change my voice to be real gravelly," <laughs> you know, because you know you're in the middle of the fight and you forget to do that and you go ah and punch somebody. You know, it does. It just doesn't matter. It's not the same. Uh, but yeah, I did want to talk about Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. I, I love the fact that they have him in here because it it changes the role of Bruce Wayne being this fucking. Super tech engineer, bill, you know, a billionaire, playboy, do whatever, you know, to being, yeah, he's kind of more just a fighting dude with well, some yeah, detective in skills. In Batman Begins, Lucius Fox was in R and D doing all mm -hmm. the research and development, and and in, I think it was Rutger Hauer that played the CEO of Wayne Enterprise and ended up, yeah. he ended up getting canned, and 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 uh, Bruce Wayne just promoted after he bought up all yeah. the stock of the of the company so he got it back and then he put Freeman <laughs> in the role. So in this one he is CEO even though on the side yeah. he's still doing all his little tech tech gadgets. And it and it makes so much sense. It's great because I mean as as much as Alfred is great uh as in Michael Caine is great as like Alfred shouldn't also be the 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 tech guy too which he does in some of the other Batmans which is like eh. um is that in the one of the other that way too or some of the, the well, I think more the animated, some of the animated stuff I've seen okay. before, where he's kind of like he plays, he's he's down in the Batcave with them doing. They're just, they're just, I don't know where they have the time to put together all this shit because they don't ever show him doing the engineering. He doesn't got like a three D printer there, you know. He just all of a sudden he just has all this bat shit. Um, how, how much? Uh, 
you you know you talk about comic books and the differences between different comic books is there like a canon series that's like this is the oh. this is or is it is it just do a lot of different ones come out and and they go different tracks you know, and stuff 30 years ago I'd probably have a better answer for you cuz I was more a little more closer to when I was reading them I read the I read Batman in the 80s through the 90s uh early 90s um and there was still different different iterations then. There was like three different Batman comics at the time. Just like Spider-Man had three different titles where they all kind of took a little bit of a different direction. They had the kind of same thing with Batman, and he's had different runs. I am not a Batman expert. Uh, I love the character. I think he's great. He's, he's As cool as he is, he's not my favorite. You know, it's almost one of those things is like uh, when you fly too close to the sun, you're, you're a little, you can't be as cool. And he's one of those is like he's a little too perfect in some things where it's like i i I gotta have a little dislike for him but he's so grounded in a lot of different things and he's done so many different ways um he's also crossed over with so many different things i actually have a dvd here that i've I've been wanting to watch where he has a crossover with the turtles the ninja turtles uh and uh, i read a comic book series that was him crossing over the ninja turtles which i thought was incredible um so there there is a (laughs) lot of different um iterations of batman um, so it's kind of hard to say where anyone were taken from. I'm not, I'm not enough of a Batman expert to say, I've heard people talk about year one, which I haven't read, which I think is more like the new Batman, the, the, the bat, the Batterson, uh, Batman, uh, but also have some of the elements of this. So it's hard. It's hard to say for me. I don't so know. do you think, do you think people have a right to kind of come up with their own as, as long as it's still um, with. I, I say this because you know we're talking about the joker next next week and i think that is some yeah. of people's criticism is that it's it's not the joker we know but i mean if if there is a certain flexibility when it comes to storytelling and and i i'll I, give i'll give it to you i think the dark knight movie would make a hell of a lot better comic book than the joker uh that we'll cover next week yeah. as a comic book because it's just it's yeah there's there's um, nothing that that exciting that yes. you could have pop on a comic book page <laughs> yes uh, uh i i i believe you know the did different iterations but i also believe there's some core things of the character that you always have to stay with okay um and and, and we'll we'll discuss that in the, the different jokers and and when that comes up uh but yeah i think you know, there there's some darker Batmans where he gets, I mean, he gets really dark and he's kind of drawn differently. And then you got, you know, you got some campy ones. And then you also have like the animated series where they're going to be a little lighter because their target audience is a little younger. So you kind of play, play, you know, play with that a little bit. Then you look back to, you know, when we were kids, we had the Justice League, right, cartoon. And Batman was part of the Justice League, you know, and it, it's even different then, you know, it's so... There's a lot of different ways to play Batman, and in his own series, I've seen it really light and heart, you know, kind of jokey, and I've seen it really dark. Um, but he always kind of stays in the same, same, same lane, you know. If that makes sense. Okay. So I guess I guess as long as you don't, you know, you don't change it too much, you know, you can write it, you know, a little bit. Like you're not going to change the the origin story, right? You know, you know, all of a sudden he doesn't have parents and. You know, he lives in an apartment, like, you know, and he's not, you know, downtown, you know, neighborhood uh, Batman. You know, it, it, you got you to gotta stick with the basics of where he is. He's a dark character. He's very gruff. You know, I, 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 I couldn't listen to it long because it really, 
uh, didn't fit with what I uh, just enjoy hearing. But I started listening to one podcast and they were the very first thing they were they, they were like, oh, my God, is like, you know, all he does is go around and beat up, you know, bad guys and stuff like that. Is that really the the toxic masculinity we want? And I was just like, oh, great, what this is going to be about, you know, and it's like, you know, they just some people look at it differently. And it's like, I get it. You know, his his methods are, aren't always the best. Right. He is. He He's a he's kind of like a, a justice with the with the cuffs or, you know, with yeah. the. The handcuffs off, you know, or the 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 rules on check a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's what I appreciate bit. about Christopher Nolan is, you know, again, I don't. I, Batman Begins, I don't think was a great movie, especially <coughs> when you when you compare it to this one. But <coughs> it, it really established his motivation, where he came from. That I think that's something that Christopher Nolan is really. Uh, almost obsessed with is really trying to define why someone is who he is, who who dresses up like a freak, like a bat, and goes around uh, around a city and fights crime. I mean, there's more <laughs> to it than just kind of someone's got a screw <clears throat> loose. I mean, there's and and that's what I think in the first movie, uh, the the story tries to <clears throat> understand Batman, and in this one, it tries to understand. Harvey Dent, how he becomes Two Face, which is you know well, very well laid out. It it tries to uh, present where these you know I, I like how they have all the all these kind of freaks coming out of the woodwork, <laughs> and all because of you know the fact that now we've got this crazy bat on the loose. He almost inspired the, I mean that's why they hired the Joker to to deal with Lau and the money and all that you know because. I think that's what what uh, Michael King says, uh, Alfred says. You know, you what did you expect if you come out as a bat? You know, and yeah, and uh, you're going to bring out all the freaks. You're the one that kind of inspired them to hire this person that they don't understand, and right. uh, and and see what happens. So so yeah, Batman's on the hook for for kind of what's what's happened. Um, and <clears throat> how you doing there? You got yeah, no, down your yeah, down yeah, your I uh. It did. It went down the wrong wrong pipe there, so I got a little cough going. Um, yeah, you're right. It, it is, and, and that's and that's one of the things they talk about. And this is one. This is a deeper, darker story than than a lot of other Batman's. Uh, and they deal with a lot of things like how corrupt people can can get, and and how easy it is to kind of corrupt people, with, especially with like money. Um, you know, they talk about the different police officers that they get to. Yeah. And they're like, how'd you get to? It was like, oh, my my mom was in the hospitals and the bills and stuff. And, you yeah, know, and Ramirez, so, yeah. uh, and then we get probably to me, I, I know this, this movie was a little longer than it needed to be there. They, they could have stopped right after the big fight where Batman kicks the Joker off the big building and, and brings him back up. But they go through with this whole thing with these two fairies. Oh, right. You got a fairy full of like regular people and a fairy full of criminals. Okay, go ahead. And, I I get it. It has a message and it has this, you know, deeper meaning, you know, that, you know, everybody's still a human and nobody really is ready to take someone's life just openly like that. But it also was kind of like we could have done without that in this movie. I, I, I have to disagree just because I think that was the biggest defeat for Joker because Joker really thought that he had he knew how people were going to going to act. And, you know, the look of kind of disappointment on his face when suddenly the fireworks don't go off and here we go, you know, and, and, and then nothing. And you 
you could see his disappointment. To me, that I thought was the moment of his defeat, not when Batman caught him, you know, or you know, threw him off. But the I building. don't. It was the fact that people <sighs> did not uh, cross that line when he baited them, and and I I think it's far fetched. You know, you watch that scene, it's like I don't know. I mean, that's Christopher Nolan taking some liberties with what he thinks humans would. Well, there's also a lot of speculation of like. Would if they would have pushed the button, would have blown up their own ship? Right, you know, another twist. Yeah, <laughs> so but, but the way it's played out, uh, you know, the one guy he just doesn't have the the courage to push the button. He's sweat, you know, and then the other, I like, you know, the, the the prisoner that picks it up and just tosses it out the yeah. window. When you think the opposite thing is going to happen, and you're just like, oh man, <laughs> you know, it's they're impressive moments of of sacrifice. I, well, that was a moment of sacrifice where it's like, nope, I, that's. And and the other person that just couldn't couldn't do it because that's the weight of of of, of that sort of an act on your shoulders and stuff. It's right. it was interestingly interesting to explore, but I thought it was really it was the ultimate defeat of the Joker and what he was trying to create. So I thought that scene I, okay. uh, was important. Um in, in the I, I see in what you're movie. saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I didn't take it that, and I didn't think I needed the Joker to be defeated that way. Okay. Like it didn't. It didn't affect me in any way of of thinking. Oh, that re-. to me, that's kind of like him going. Oh, all right. Well, I spilled the cereal. I'll pour another bowl. <laughs> you know, it, it's not really. I mean, it was a. It was another nod to kind of the New, the New York. New York. Mm-hmm. Remember in Spider Man the. Uh, the oh yeah. Toby, <laughs> to, you know the Tobey Maguire one, the original one, when when the. What is it? The the car crane operators crane yeah something's there hanging off and and he's yeah. able to save it and the one guy just like you know go New York or something you know you yeah. mess with us we're gonna mess with you or that that sort of a line right right yeah um, it's kind of <laughs> tapping into that into that uh, that sort of energy no, I I see what you're saying and yeah I get that but it also it also kind of goes against what the ending is and where you know the 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 other message is in the end of this is where. Uh, Harvey Dent, you know, they can't let the world know that he basically flipped and was broken and became Two-Faced and killed cops and did this and that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Batman has to take the fall. And so he becomes the bad guy. And I was kind of like, like, okay, you got one message here where all these people are like, oh, yeah, you know, Joker's the bad guy and he's going to lose. And then you got, oh, well, Batman has to take the fall. And it's kind of like, it's like, it's almost like too too many uh, spoons in the soup. Like you, you got too I, I many Indians yeah. to. Well, they got a shit ton of characters in this. You've got so many. They did different people. And Unfortunately, I think he cast it pretty well into where you had, you, they all they all had different presences, so you didn't feel totally yeah. overwhelmed. But uh, yeah, the story goes on. Everyone just wants more Joker. <laughs> um. So uh, so yeah, when they're, right when they're dealing with the the fairy scenes and stuff. And and I remember watching Batman Begins, it. It has its moments, but a lot of it is all the the same sort of stuff that that's kind of you know mm-hmm. when you're not seeing the Joker in the Dark Knight, you get a lot of the same sort of stuff. Harvey yeah. Dent elevated it, um, and I agree that Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine did too. Kristen yeah, well, Bale, yeah, he was okay, but Gary Oldman as as Commissioner oh, Gordon, yeah. nice, good nod, yeah, he's great, 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 like. When I think of of Commissioner Gordon now, like it just if 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 I picture Commissioner Gordon, Gary Oldman comes up in my mind, 
even though I've seen multiple cartoons and I've seen multiple shows and movies where there's yeah. been a Commissioner Gordon, Gary Oldman is who I picture. And I'm like, fuck, he's so good. At <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because it was uh, some of the inspiration came from punk rockers for Heath Ledger, like uh, Sid Vicious. And uh, right, right. And, you know, he played uh, Gary Gary Oldman played Sid Vicious and Sid and Nancy. So there's a little bit of a connection there. Yeah. I saw a uh, an interview when I was doing a little research for this uh, from Gary Oldman. He was talking about directors. He was he brought up Christopher Nolan in general being what he he's he said he's a really impressive director and he likes him because he doesn't over he doesn't give that much direction. He said he's only given for in in his his case he's been on you know, worked with him for, I think he said seven years on these, on these as Gordon in these, uh, in these movies. And I guess he did Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. He was, uh, he was the president. Um, uh, he had a little, little minor role yeah, in yeah. Oppenheimer. That was great. Uh, but he said, uh, there was one time where he gave some direction. He thought it was the best, some of the best direction he's ever gotten. Um, and it was, it was simple and precise. And it was basically cause he let, he would let their act, the actors kind of go with the roles and do their thing. Right. And he said it was it was a concise piece of direction. He came up to me after I did the scene and he said, he said, let's do it again. But this time the stakes are higher. And that was it. And he walks away. <laughs> and Gary Oldman was just like, he said, that's the kind of direction that just work. He's he said it works so well because it's just enough. It's not too much. And and he he did it again. And and it was it, it was just like it was right on for what he needed to hear. And so that's kind of cool to hear. To hear, I, oh, Gary Oldman has that great role in Friends, where he plays the actor opposite um, opposite uh, Joey. Oh, Joey! <laughs> in, in, where he spits, where where Gary yeah. Oldman's character spits all the time <laughs> because he he's overacting in a performance. He, they're like doing right. some World War One uh, scene, and and all he can do is spit on him while he's while he's talking. And <laughs> I, you know, uh, Gary Oldman, one of my, I mean, when he, his character in, um, fifth element. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh my God. Like it's hard to, it, I'm, I'm looking at his page right now and those two pictures, it's, it's Sid vicious in the middle, Gordon on one side and the guy from, uh, fifth element on the other. And I'm like, you want to talk range? <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit. Uh, uh, but uh, real quick too, I wanted to bring up. Um, there's another character that actually made all three of the trilogies of this this Batman Begins, besides, um, uh, you know, uh, Christian Bale. Uh, but it was Cillian Murphy. Who, oh yeah, uh, he plays just, Scarecrow, right? Yeah. Who isn't it? Uh, Killian? I mean, isn't it Killian? I think we talked about that during Killian. 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 Maybe it's Killian. Yeah. Killian. Killian. So Murphy, Mr. Murphy. <laughs> uh, he, he's he's he's, he's got a he's got. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was just gonna say, back with Nolan again for Oppenheimer, which is killing it this year's already in so, in uh, the the Golden Globes and stuff. Right. I think both of those pulled. Yeah, he got, pulled, he got uh, the Golden Globes. The award, yeah. Fuck it, he deserves it, man. That fucking Oppenheimer is so good. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those things. Is like in in this one of my least favorite characters is Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's in that, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and he's I, in all three. I liked him better in Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Rises, where he kind of mm -hmm. becomes the judge and has that little thing. And here it was almost like they had to wrap his character. Like it's like they had to put him in there, and and it, it seems silly. But even in uh, in Batman Begins, it's a little corny. The, the you know he's supposed to be 
delivering some sort of drug with yeah that he sprays on people some hallucinogenic drug and so it makes everything all all crazy well that's his that's um, his that's his thing and so yeah they kind of i like the fact that they played him out in a little bit in all three so he kind of uh he uh auditioned continuity. for the role of batman too uh that went to Christian interesting Bale. yeah i think he could have pulled off the Bruce Wayne. I don't know if he could have pulled off the Batman. He's a little skinny for Batman. He would have had yeah. to put on some weight. He could have put on some weight. Done the Robert Patton, Bat, Battinson, uh I don't know. Even I mean, I think Battinson, Battinson works only because it's year one where he's still like baby Batman. You know, he's still in that kind of like awkward teenage. True, but that's what Batman begins was. He was he was a teenager going into. You know, they no, he was have, supposed to. No, they have some flashbacks where he's a teen. He's getting out of yeah. He's got the longer hair, and then yeah, then he's going kind of on his walkabout quest to find he's, purpose. He's much older in the yeah. walkabout, yeah. Okay, but anyway, yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's I mean, it's year one and stuff. It, it, that's that's the year one. Bat, the new Batman is based, I think, more on the year one where he's still fucking trying to figure his shit out. Like, uh, he, one of the great things in this one is um, the suit, right? He has. <laughs> He goes, yeah. he goes, yeah, I need I need to be able to move my head. <laughs> I got to look side <laughs> to side. And so they were laughing and, you know, people are laughing at that. And it's like, it's a great way because normally they just change the suit from fucking Batman to Batman, you know. Right. One, Add one, nipples, right? Didn't they do that? With exactly. Robin, one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One one show he's got nipples and one he doesn't. And it's like, oh, what kind of shit do we get into here? But uh, no, this one is kind of like you see the progression. It's like, look. You know, he's like, what were you fighting, a lion? No, it's a dog, a, a real big dog. Um, you know, so they, they it's play one up of the humor. They poke fun a little bit at it just oh. so they know that it's not trying to take itself too seriously, at least when it comes to that sort of stuff. They still it does. It, it does. And then there's also some stuff where it's like, oh, I wish they would have gave us a little bit more explanation or played it off a little bit. Like when uh, when uh, the, there's the big scene when Joker and uh, Batman first kind of go head to head. Uh, when it's the Harvey Dent uh, uh, take my money party that Bruce oh, yeah. Wayne throws, and uh, and uh, so he throws Rachel out the window. Great line there. He goes, "Let her go," and he goes, "Oh, poor choice of words," <laughs> and drops her out the window. So they fall like significant floors, like fall enough that he catches up to her, catches her, rolls her around, and then they land on top of a fucking car. I know they land. It's not like he even did any sort of like. Jetpack nope. propulsion backwards or something like that. Yep. Yeah, that he didn't even he didn't even use his cape to slow him down. Nothing. Yeah. He just landed on him, and she walked away like like she landed on a feather pillow. Yeah. That's okay? one where I was I was kind of like, mm, you, you should have had like a last minute. He fucking uses his cape as a parachute, and they swoop over and land in a fucking bush or something. Yeah, it was Make just flapping. That was about it. So. It, that was one where I was kind of like, come on, man, Batman, like he's about gadget. That's one of the better things about uh, the, the Batman with uh, Patterson is he does that whole fly thing and fucking crashes because he's not used to it yet. Play that shit up, man. Play. Gra you, you're already grabbing from the comics. Yeah. Right. You're, you're making comics a little bit more realistic, but you're letting them fall from a fucking skyscraper. Come on. <laughs> Dig into it. it. Dark Knight Rises doesn't he? He's like his knees are shot. He he can't walk anymore because of all he's been doing. And so he gets these. I think it was his back was broken. He, uh, well, he also his, well his back gets broken yeah. when when uh, when Bane Bane, cr Bane. Yeah, crashes yeah. it against you know he breaks his back. But before that, he can hardly walk because his knees are just shot. And he like rigs up some machine and basically yeah. he, he tightens them and they go. <laughs> 
And then it's like, he's all better. Yeah. It's like, I'm good now. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was a little. I asked for those at the VA. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't have them. Uh, they, they said they're still a couple years away from uh, proving those. But yeah, no, I wish that was the case. Um, yeah, no, that's where I wish this would have. It did a great job with grounding comic book and, and real, real life with, with finger quotes. Um, you know, but I wish they would have kind of sometimes grabbed onto a little bit more of the fantastical of the comics. Okay. Um, that's, not, that's, that's, you know, my criticism of this. This is a great movie. And like I said earlier in the very beginning of this podcast, I said that this is one of the greatest comic book superhero movies out there. Like this, this stands up, which is very interesting because uh, this was released in 2008, the same year that Iron Man came out. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah. So this was kind of like... This is what really, I think, kicked off what MCU then started and what the DCEU tried to continue. <laughs> um, yeah, it, with, it, it's, it did such a flip with Marvel taking taking the reins because uh, DC was, you know, with Superman and Batman, they just basically had had a uh, monopoly on it. Spider-Man, I guess that's, well, that was Sony, but... Uh, that was but, Sony, uh, but... But, that, in- but that's still Marvel, Uh as far as the but even those and- even those didn't hit as hard as Iron Man and Batman did this year like even I mean the Spider-Mans were great but I don't think anybody I mean so the Dark Knight created a a a storm in Hollywood where they the next year um was the Oscars went from 5 movies to 8 or 10 movies because people were like how did you not put the Dark Knight in there as and and Wally was another one that we're seeing like how did these not get in there for best picture uh you know I don't know if that's exactly what happened that's what a lot of people say but you know I also looked at what who won best picture for uh 2008 and it was uh No Country for Old Men Batman the the Dark Knight wouldn't have beat country new old country for old men or oh, no Country for Old Men. I don't know what the fuck I just said. Uh, or There Will Be Blood was also up for, for Holy Best shit, Picture. yeah. Both of them having uh, Ju- all, 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 you know, add Dark Knight to that, and you've got all these these characters that are these insane yeah. lead characters that uh, that are playing, you know, with their, kind, you know, No Country for Old Men. We've got the Shigur, yeah. Anton Shigur, the, the, the crazy, uh, right. you know, assassin that's, you know, that's hunting down Josh Brolin. And then... Uh, and there will be blood. We covered that one uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, about yeah. that character. So I mean, yeah, even if it made it, it wouldn't have won. But I mean, they're like, well, but it'd have been nice to have been recognized. And so now the next year, they now they have ten movies. Which, I mean, we covered a little bit of it last year. I think ten movies might be a little bit much. I, th- I think. I, well, I think they do up <laughs> to ten movies. I think is what it is. I don't oh, think, okay. I don't think it needs to be ten movies, but they do up to ten movies. And it's okay. just, yeah, and it, and it is a way of just trying to address the, the bring them a little bit more into the mainstream. Because, you know, this year, you know Barbie's going to be one of those movies, you know. Oh, for sure. Uh, well, there's no way. Oppenheimer. If it, just, if it was just five movies, I bet Barbie wouldn't have been on there, at least not not 20 mm. years ago. Not 20 years. Well, right. yeah. I mean. That's a good I, point. Well, it, yeah, there's been a lot of to changes. Say. I mean, I don't think I think they I think the I think Hollywood felt it was more sophisticated back then, um, whether that oh, was we, true or that was just, you know, in their head. You know, it depends on who you're talking. If you're talking to a Hollywood elite that's got their nose stuck up. Yeah. You slap yeah. them around and say, get that sophisticated look off your face. I'm you're not better than me. But they did. They were making, I think, some of 
movies they were making were more dramatically interesting than than you get these well, days. So at least that's in, in that's theater. what they were doing. That's what it comes down to is like uh, a dramatic movie is going to get a an easier way slot in than a comedy, right? Or yeah. or an action. Well, it's, just it's, because because you take it seriously. I mean, none of this why so serious. This is something that uh, <laughs> we're, 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 we're yeah. You, you it's you're fascinated, but that's why this was. I mean, Heath Ledger got that Academy Award. I think more yep. so because because he brought so much so much psychological uh, grounded. Uh, thought to that performance, even though it's kind of this this chaotic character. Psychologically, it's you you can deconstruct it and fine tune it, and, or he was and riveting. It, even though he was so, you know, he redirected with his questions. You know, how did I get these scars? I love how they did that in this when he told the story about his scars the once, three day, yeah, and then he does it again, and it's a completely different story. And you're just like, oh my god. I was sold on that first one, and now I know he's just feeding this stuff to people, and yeah, and you just want to know what's what's the truth, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he does that with all the stuff, you know, the the very beginning with the the opening uh, bank heist, yeah, and you know, it's the different guys, and he's like, he's like, oh, did they tell you to kill me? Like, no, I killed a bus driver, and all <laughs> you're like, oh shit, like just little things were going crazy, and you're like, what the hell? And yeah, that opening scene with him with the mob guys. You know, opening the jacket and he's got the the the, it's it's like yarn pulled to the pins yeah. of the grenades, <laughs> and it's like like that's some shit you like I could do at home, and I'm like oh my god it's so crazy like just the little things like that were so good but it yeah Heath Ledger's his his acting in this his ticks the way he he changed his vocals, um the he's, look the look all, yeah and he's also got that it, brutality behind him I mean the time after he kills uh kills the guy with the you know with the knife uh and then he and then he breaks the the cue stick oh the pull stick the pull, yeah <laughs> in half and he says you know i will only We're got one person so got tryouts <laughs> you know and then and that's it and, you know the cut scene and you're like oh my god so violent and brutal and and when he when he speaks with his big boy voice especially in those in those videos that apparently Heath Ledger directed, you know, those little videos. Uh, he shot where, him himself too. He yeah, did it. It was handheld. Right. And yeah, he just went away with Anthony Michael Hall or whoever, whoever the different characters were and made those himself. But when he's, when he says that, look at me, you know, look at me. It, yeah. It's, it's powerful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's shocking to hear it in the theater. And, and when you're watching it, it's, it's impressive that he can, he can take it from the kind of this, this squeaky corny, you know, ventriloquist <laughs> dummy voice that I think he studied and then be able to, to go from there up to, you know, up to a hundred, up to 11, you know, with, with his, with his big boy voice, just to command someone to do something. There was, oh, there was so much. It, yeah, it was, it was incredible with what he did in, in of all of that, the voices. Uh, the other part of it is the realism. Um, he did his own makeup. Yeah, uh, was one of the things I heard about, and I was like, "Oh, that's crazy." And the, um, and the tick for for the licking of his lips—that was because yeah. the makeup dried <laughs> out his lips, and and that became something he just kind of did, and it, it and he worked it into the character. So, yeah. I heard it was the prosthetics also were coming. Was it prosthetics? Okay, okay. maybe I just jumped to conclusions yeah. with the makeup, but I know it was something. But I mean, that dried out his lips. It was it was something with the the visual, um, and then there was the the in uh, interrogation scene that you talked about. Um, another bad, bad look for uh, Christian Bale with a uh, Batman in the light uh, look. 
Uh, they should have left the lights really low in that. But when um, when he's slamming them against the wall and different things like that, he was tell Heath Ledger was telling um, Christian Bale to actually hit him and slam him in into the wall and stuff. And uh, there's one point I don't, I don't remember exactly what it is, but there's there's one point where they they show Joker's head kind of close to a, a tile wall, and apparently there's a crack in one of the tiles, and that was from one of the earlier shots where he had he had pushed him against the wall and slammed him up against the wall. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so they took it to heart. I mean, like Heath Ledger, just, he lived that Joker character. Um, it, it was just, it was one of those fucking things where he, he put everything he had into it. it it's sad because I think the third movie might've had a plan for Joker to be part of it. Uh, yeah. There, uh, but, there was thoughts of there that was in the cards as far as possibly bringing him back. They didn't kill him off for that reason. They, in fact, I think there was another character that they didn't plan on killing off the guy when they, when they uh, broke the pool stick, like who is this guy? This was, uh, Oh, uh, the gamble the, gamble. The one, yeah. the, the, you know, mm -hmm. that he had the knife and it. Apparently he just gave mm -hmm. him a, gave him a, uh, what is it? Michael Jawal White. Uh, a yeah. Glasgow Grimm. You know, they, he just basically cut his, his uh, in the original script, in the original way they played it out. But in editing, they turned it into just a, a death sequence just by kind of, I think they turned to someone and made him kind of go, ooh, you know, or flinch. Yeah, he just bit. falls. He falls and he never yeah. gets back up. And, and I, I was, thought about that too. I was like, so there were plans for that character as, as well. And I think okay. the, the actor talked about that. Um, but so, and, and they might have, been playing playing a bit with the Joker and the Gamble character in the, in the third one, but you know that wasn't an option after. Oh, and the, and there was also rumors that uh, that the director Christopher Nolan might use unused footage, kind of like they did with Carrie Fisher in the last Star Wars oh. movie, to kind of give him a presence in the third movie. But Christopher Nolan said, "No, I'm, not going to do it." No, I'm I'm glad they did it. Yeah, that 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 would have been bad. Um. Yeah, no, uh, I kind of wish that Harvey Dent wouldn't have died in this or supposedly died. Uh, I think he, like, having Two-Face come back would have been a good thing. Um, although I understand your your start to finish with his story. I think I think it was, you know, you don't, you don't give us that kind of origin story and then kill the character off. I think it, he could have been, he could have been good later on, even if, even if it was just sparingly, um, uh, other kind of, uh, like I said, one of my other, uh, detractions from this is I thought it was too long. I thought they had a couple endings, you know, they could have stopped with the Joker, you know, we have that whole fairy scene I thought was kind of didn't need it. Um, but uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, the whole, <laughs> it is as cool as it is where he goes to Japan and, uh, <laughs> gets the guy out of the building and takes him as cool as that is. Like they could have left that out. I don't know. It, it, I thought that kind of mixed it up. I liked that scene, but I know what you mean. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta trim some fat sometimes. But to me, it didn't it, it didn't, didn't do anything to really bring the story up. I, this didn't feel like it was over long. I don't think this was a bloated movie. But but I get I get your criticism. One of the things that the introduction of the Joker, the heist, was was that was incredible. Know, that was. That was just kind of that. That's your 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 prologue. That's that's introducing a character. They could have cut that, but boy, was that a great so, way of introducing. But wait, him. let me ask. Let me ask you this: they, about the same amount about about the same amount of time is that opening heist, 
and that whole crap about going to Japan and pulling that guy out of the building with the, the plane and stuff. Which one served the movie better? Oh, absolutely. The Joker scene, the, the introduction. Yeah. yeah, no, I get that. I, I'm, I'm just... I, I was. Just I don't think you. I don't think you can pull that Joker scene. I, I, I was just saying. Can. I was. I was just saying that doesn't tell the story necessarily. Uh, whereas, the, you know, the maybe the the bank thing in 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 Japan d- does kind of drive. Is it Japan or China? Japan. Okay. I, yeah, I think it's Japan. Chinese. Yeah, I mean, no, but, he's a tri- Chinese criminal criminal banker. Uh, okay. So, um, but but I absolutely think. The, the opening scene is better storytelling. That's the sort of tor- storytelling you want to kind of define a character before. And, you know, you only see his face at the end. And I love uh, William F- uh, Fitcher plays the bank manager, the, the mob bank manager. Right, right, right. I love his little cameo in there when he's like, you think you can steal from me? You know, and, oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> and then he he ends up getting that that um, you know you know the bomb whatever smoke bomb it's a little smoke bomb which is a little dud, uh, but uh, but that that moment where he's just like <laughs> but but oh I like I, think I that, liked his that little uh, the end. reason I think that scene was so good and it set up the Joker like I don't think if we would have went straight into where he shows up in the mob kitchen whatever I don't think if that's the first time we would seen him it would have been as good is it this sets. The craziness because it's all these guys pulling off this fucking very precise heist, right? It, it's fucking very heisty, um, but it's also got that Joker is you know they got the masks on and then oh you did your job, boom you're dead. Yeah. Oh what's with that guy? Oh you know uh, now there's only five of us because one that's sharing. He goes oh that makes sense and then he's like oh boom and like oh shit. But then they all talk about the Joker at that point yeah. too. They're all talking about it, and if you watch the scene, knowing who who the Joker actually is, it's imp- Heath Ledger's performance in that is so impressive. His body language and stuff—he just like you're every scene, even though you don't know it's Heath Ledger, you're drawn to him for the way he's kind of yeah. carrying himself, the way he's kind of slinking about and uh, doing his little twists and stuff, and it's brilliant. And this is. Great filmmaking. Some some people have criticized Christopher Nolan for being more of a you know too much too much telling and not enough showing. But this is a scene <laughs> that's all about just showing. You know, you by the end you've got this complete picture of well, I mean he's still a mystery, but you you got this character now that's been defined based on something that you didn't even know who he was the whole time. But now you but realize you're intrigued by it. You're so intrigued and you're so hooked. Uh, that's that's. Uh, showing, not telling. That's that's just presenting, and that's a great way of introducing <clears throat> a character. So, yeah, absolutely don't cut the scene. That was more just a point yeah. of, of that it didn't I, really yeah. have narrative to tell, but that's not the point of a movie necessarily. I think it, I think it does, though. I think it, it's an introduction to, to, uh, to the Joker. Uh, one of the other things is with, uh, and this is another part of the Heath Ledger, and this is one of those ones where... Like, I can see the physical acting in my mind when I think about the scene is is the hospital when he goes and visits <laughs> Harvey Dent and he's dressed as the nurse and stuff like that. There's just, it's so, uh, it's, it's so Joker. Hi. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so much about it. And when he's walking away and the shit's blowing up behind him, you're like, it's, it's such an iconic scene. Like, uh, I know, I don't know if it was the year after, but, you know, year you know within a few years uh that was one of the biggest joker costumes at uh comic cons and stuff like that was was joker dressed up as a nurse oh that's great you know 
And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. You know, cause it's one of those. It's more of like a deep like, cut than actually ju- dressing up like the, like the actual, in the actual wardrobe you're. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you know, and anybody can do it, you know, men, women, whatever. Anybody can do it and, and look great at doing it. Cause it's just, it's kind of this disheveled fucking nurse and it's just crazy. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, so good. Uh, but yeah, Aaron just, Eck- there's so much. Aaron Eckerd talked about that scene he said that was their only scene in uh in the movie together that was just that was the only one and he didn't have any lines it was all Heath Ledger and he said he said it it was a day shoot and uh and uh Harvey Dent was you know he was Aaron in the bed in the bed just kind of waiting as they were kind of getting things all ready and he said the whole time Mm -hmm. Heath Ledger's in character just walking around the set and, you know, in character muddling around and kind of making, saying some of his lines and, and you know, just being, being the Joker, Joker the whole time. And he said he was so fascinated. And at one point, one point he like, he kind of comes up to, comes up to Aaron Eckerd and he, and Aaron Eckerd shoots out his hand and, and Joker catches it or something like that. And he said that was even, you know, they weren't even filming that, but then yeah. they, they kind of had a moment. Then they played the scene. And I guess afterwards, after it was all done, um, you know, and they were walking off the, off the set together. Uh, it was Heath Ledger that turned to Eckerd and said, you know, that's acting. That's, that's what acting <laughs> is all about, you know, kind of maybe it's a little pat on his back and on their back, but, but just loving what he's doing. And that's great to hear that, that. He, I think he likes work. He liked working off of people. He liked being able to be the person and, and, and back and forth with people and, if you know this is me thinking what a, a what an actor would think is this if 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 i'm doing a character and i'm i'm working off of you and i can get you to believe i'm that character i'm doing the damn job yeah. you know what i mean and that's what i think he was feeling at that point and that's why he stayed in character on set kind of thing that's that's what i that's what i think from that what that story you just said and and what i'm thinking about i'm like that's yeah i could see that and i, I like hearing I, the stories where he, where he's not you know he's in character that's fine method acting i like hearing that that he's able to shut it off you know he's giving people hugs at the end of the day he's <laughs> he's, he's he's saying you know that's what acting's all about that sort of stuff because it makes me feel that that he wasn't some tortured actor that that and no no to, no to take prescription drugs for for insomnia because he just put himself in a place that was so you, you know hard it sounds like yeah this is this was a crazy character and a, and and he he immersed himself in it but it wasn't he wasn't tortured by this performance. It was, yeah. it was still, no. you know, something that he wanted to be doing. And, and I think I, he enjoyed I, it. I did see I an did. interview with him after he, he did the movie, you know, and he was, he was so excited about it. He's like, I can't wait for yeah. you guys to see it. This, he says, I haven't seen a, a frame yet, but I think this is going to be damn good. You know, and, 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 and he feels, he sounds, he sounds grounded. He sounds energetic. And, and so yeah. it is such a tragedy that he passed. Um, There's a it's um, good to know that he wasn't just in this tortured place. No, I, I don't think anybody in, in that did come up with a lot of people saying that that was could have been the possibility. Sure, speculation. But there was, yeah, there was a a documentary uh, done. Um, I think it's called "I Am uh, Heath Ledger." Or oh, I, I, yeah, Heath. that's right. And and they and they talked to his family and stuff like that, and, and they're all no, no, he was he was not hampered by this role he was not driven crazy by this role i like you said he was he was energized by this role he he you know it was something that really 
he felt good about it was it was this other stuff in his life like this was part that was part of his good part of his life but when he got back to the real life when when he had insomnia and he was dealing with that when he had back pain and he was dealing with that you know it was it was the the, the modern mundane bullshit that got him not the you know the acting it was the, he had what everybody you know wants to have you you are excited to get up and go to work in the morning like, yeah fuck and- if i had that and, you know, his final film, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, the Terry Gilliam one, uh-huh. he, only, he only did like a quarter of his scenes. And Terry Gilliam was like, oh, the movie's done. I got to shelve it. But but then Johnny Depp and uh, Colin Farrell and, and uh, who's the one that plays in Marvel office in Miss Marvel? Uh, um, the, mm. the bad guy. The bad guy in Miss Marvel. Uh, I, I know you're, I, I can vision I, him, but I. Yeah, but anyway, the three of them uh, came to the rescue, and basically, they they turned the character into someone that was kind of a would turn into these different different faces. You know, they basically yeah, yeah. Uh, split it up into kind of like four different different performances and strung them all together, and that was who Doctor Parnassus was the the manifestation of all these different people, and these were all friends that loved Terry, you know, loved Heath Ledger and wanted to, to, to make sure that, that his, his final performance could see the light of day, could, could be on screen. And so, uh, um, so that's uh, uh, pretty impressive. And that's Jude Law. Thank you. And Tom, Jude Waits, Law, Jude Tom Law. Waits was actually in that movie too. Uh, and he was an ingredient in my drink. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Can, can never go wrong if it's in the drink. Um, awesome. Yeah, I, this is this. Like I said, uh, you know, I know we talked about this. Uh, we it came up because uh, the Hero Movie Podcast guys had done this, and it got me thinking about it. And we've been talking about the Joker movie for a while, back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm glad we got to do this. It was it was fun watching it again. Um, you know, it's one of those ones that like I forget how good it really is until I watch it again. I'm like, oh fuck, that is so good. Um, in in like I said, when uh, when the Hero Movie Podcast guys were were talking about it, uh, I literally I sent them an email and said like, to me this is not only one of the best superhero, definitely one of the most individual superhero. Like I'm not gonna put this up against Avengers in game and stuff like that because that's an ensemble crew. It's a different type of movie in my mind. This is an individual hero, uh, but. Heath Ledger's character as Joker set the bar for how you play a character, what you put into it, how much you sell into it, how much you you put into it. I like think it also elevated elevated comic book movies. Oh, for sure. Said, hey, you don't need to 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 make a campy, silly performance. Right. For, for, right. For a comic book character, you can you can go deep and define it and and make it nuanced and 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 funny and insane and crazy and and just make it interesting and and so well, and I so think that, Marvel took that yeah <laughs> well we got yeah we've gotten some great uh, villains in in uh, yep. in Marvel with you know we've got Fisk now with Echo that we're going to be covering here in a couple weeks oh my God have so, you watched any of that yet no I haven't but uh, oh. I'm I'm excited and oh. you just seen one right I'm. I watched the first episode last night. I only had it. I had about 45 minutes. I'm like, Ooh, do I really want to do this? And, uh, I watched the first episode and I was like, Holy shit. Now I will preface it with this. Do not expect to be on your phone 
do, this is not one that you can you can phone watch and stuff like that because uh, you do have to read a lot because it it definitely has the ASL aspect to it where oh, you have to read. Um, which I and I wasn't trying. It wasn't like I had a thing going on on my phone, but I was trying to read some emails and I had some. I was dealing with some stuff with my father, uh, but I was kind of like going back and forth. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> so I had to well, stop it a couple times just to go go back and make sure I knew what was going on. But it is you know, if good. it's if it if it's worth you know I. I it, that could be a gimmick for movies that that aren't very good. Um, no, they, they use a it, gimmick to try to get you to pay attention. But if it's if it's worthy of attention, that's great. That that they kind of require you to to watch to, to watch it is, read it is, and kind of immerse yourself in the in the. It is great. Um, so uh, anybody that's ever watched any of the Netflix Marvel stuff, right? This is down that alley. It good. it is fucking great. The one. The only one thing I have against it so far <clears throat> is they reused some film footage from the the Hawkeye series. It's like the oh. exact same shot. And it's not just like a two-second shot. It's like literally like almost a, a couple minutes worth. And I'm like, come on. Give me you something mean, else. You mean they replayed the scene or? They replayed the exact fucking scene. Okay. Like I, I bit saw- for bit. I saw something that that uh, you know that Hawkeye was in it, and I, w- I yes, and I thought, oh, did you know? Did he come back after his accident and actually do a little, do a cameo? I was pretty that, excited. That scene actually is that scene actually makes sense for them to show it. The the scene where it it's the very end. They have the big fight where he when he says he he kind of defeats her and he says, "I am you," you know. He signs that to her. Um, that scene actually worked, and I'm okay with that scene as a repeat. There's some other stuff that they repeated that I was kind of like, "Come on, you could have shot something new. Give us, okay. give us, give us, give us loyal Marvel people that have watched everything. Give us five minutes more of fucking new shit." You know, I, the, 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 <laughs> that one article I read actually was kind of dissing it for, for you, for this idea that you had to have watched the Hawkeye series in order to know no. what the fuck was going on, and and. No, yeah, I don't believe I, that. I agree with you. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's necessary. So you know, far, you have. So but, far, you have. You don't have to. They give. They they give her a great backstory in this. Okay. Um. So I think it, it's. I think it starts off really well. I'm. I'm fully intrigued with it. I'm a little upset already that I know it only has five episodes because they all dropped. Um, well, I, you I, know, I, we always criticize things when they go when they overstretch. Um, two, you know, I, true, and, true. And what true. was it? Hawkeye was six episodes. Is that right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you thought that was just the best. Uh, I could have I could have done with another one. But yeah, yeah I thought I, it, well, sure it was. But, but I mean, you're still getting six hours of I, how, true. how long is the episode? Is it is it a uh, it was like a 45. Minutes? OK, it was like a 45, so 50, a, a lot yeah. of content. But maybe I, I know. I see what you say, because. We just did Loki not too long ago, and and as good as that was, I also think that was it didn't necessarily need six episodes. So maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. maybe I should check myself before we we get into it. But yeah, See, we as will good tackle as it was, that. You and I were on the other end of that. We we kind of were not. I I, I thought it was right. Well, that's what okay. I'm saying. It was it was decent, but uh, like it was it wasn't good enough to have six episodes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that could that could have been a three episode fucking series. Yeah, well, <laughs> I remember I remember uh, Daredevil season two. Oof, I thought went yeah. on way too long. It was just like too convoluted. But yeah. season three was a masterpiece, you know. But yeah. it because it was it was more cohesive, even though it so had the same number of episodes. 
Here's what Echoes Episode 1 made me feel. Like, there's a chance that Daredevil with, under Disney is going to be fabulous. Okay. So that, that's, that's my feeling going from the Netflix to the Disney series, how, they've, how they compare to each other. And watching Echo under Disney, I was like, shit, they get it. They know what okay. people want. They, they, they so. did a little better than they did in, in She-Hulk. Holy shit, yes, sir. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to watch Echo episode one again. Okay. Um, so, I just uh, beat yeah. She-Hulk Next- as far as the, the Daredevil iteration is what I meant, because they brought Daredevil. Oh, in. yeah, I mean, th- he's a comic-y, goofy Daredevil. And okay. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I didn't care for it. Um, next week, we're going to cover Joker. Um, right. That is... Uh, that was not too long ago. Uh, that has another um, iteration, a uh, full, what is it called? Joker Foil Ledoux? Yeah. I guess is uh, the uh, the next episode or the, the Joker 2, essentially. Yeah, I think it's where, uh, where walk- he, he meets um, uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn in uh, Arkham Asylum. And uh, and there's there's rumors that it might be a musical. I saw the trailer, and I could not be less interested. It's, that's and, not a real trailer. They, they haven't dropped a trailer yet. Okay, good, because that you're trailer seeing, You're seeing a fan-made trailer. You see those on the internet a lot. and This was uh, off of IMDb, though. Yeah, well, I, and, I'm going to stick to that. I'll double-check, but, okay. uh, but I've seen some trailers before, and I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, there was an Alien trailer I watched a, a, a couple <laughs> days ago. And I thought, wow, that's just kind of that reminds me of the original Alien. It doesn't look that great, but but the footage looks pretty impressive. But then then I thought, oh no, this is a fan made trailer, and I looked it up, and sure enough, so you get a lot of that. People trying to pat, they they get a lot of clicks that way. They get uh, hits. So I don't think they've released a trailer for for that yet. Um, okay, because if that's what I saw, I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be worse than the first one. Yeah. Um. So uh, we'll see. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk about Joker um, tomorrow yeah. or next next episode. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, more uh, defensive. We'll see how that goes. I'm hoping that I can. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm hoping it's not just a, a bickering, uh, a couple of bickering dudes. <laughs> you know, no, I wanna... no. I I will watch it again, which I never thought I would do because I was like, but um, and I will come at it the way I believe, and and okay. and I will try to judge it also as a regular movie. So. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about it, but like, like I said, you know, uh, to me, this going up against Heath Ledger is going to lose every day, all day and twice on Sunday. So, um, but that's what it is. So that's what we're covering then. And then after that, we will be coming back with echo, which would, which will be very fun. Um, so that gives you about two weeks to uh, get in your echo watching, uh, five episodes, I believe are released on Disney and Hulu. So if you're not a Disney Plus subscriber, you can still catch that on Hulu. But I don't know how many Disney Plus subscribers don't have Hulu and how many Hulu don't have Disney because I think they're bundled most of the time. It just makes sense. Yeah, now that um, if you if you have them both, they actually include a little tab for Hulu in Disney Plus, so you can actually watch a lot of the Hulu stuff oh, straight from Disney now. Nice. Um, I do want to plug one more new show. I don't know what you've been watching, Steve, but uh, you know going through all this other stuff I've been watching. Uh, we started watching a show called ghosts on uh, paramount plus. Okay. And it is a, it's a little 20 minute sitcom. 
Holy shit, this is sitcom, an overlooked. Okay. It's an overlooked. I, 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 yeah, I'm going to call it a sitcom. It, it, it's, uh, it was based on another UK show that the, the US stole, uh, much like The Office. Uh, there was the UK ghost, and it's about like this mansion that uh, has ghosts in it. And uh, uh, one of the people that lived there fell down, came close to death, and now they can see it. So the ghost can talk to the living. And it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's one of those ones you can literally turn your brain off and, and just enjoy. Uh, two seasons on Paramount Plus. We've watched most of them now over the last like week and a half. And just loving it so that's good okay. uh, if you're looking for something fun to turn your brain off of check out ghost okay. on uh, paramount plus we we finally finished the third season of only murders in the building i don't think <laughs> that. Uh, and that yeah, that was nice. fun i'm still i think the, the second season is still my favorite but uh but this was a good I, good wrap and i'm excited about the next season which i think they're already shooting um yeah i've we finished i finished poker face i think i talked about that last time i still had a couple episodes to go i liked the last two episodes of that season so i'm i'll probably uh pick it up when it when they come out with the season two if they come out with the season two i think they will um i'm uh, yeah, still no i'm not I'm sure st- <laughs> i'm still loyally watching fargo which i think uh season five which i think another episode drops tonight i think i think this is like the eighth or ninth episode out of 10. So it's getting near the end and, and okay. this is good. And then I watched a movie that's probably going to get an Academy Award nod, uh, the holdovers, which, which was in yes. the theaters for a little while. And then it just, uh, it, it's on Peacock now. And a lot of people have okay. Peacock for free. If like, I think we get it for free because of our internet, our, uh, yeah. Yeah. Internet. I was going to yeah. Okay. Is it Comcast? Yeah. X- Comcast. X- Xfinity. Yeah, something like that. So, uh, so we watched that, and you know, the same same director and, and actor behind uh, Sideways, which I love that movie. That's that uh, you, you know inv- reinvigorated the the uh, the West Coast wine. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it put uh, Pinot Noir on the map, and 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 made, uh, Merlots. Nobody wanted Merlots after that movie, which is kind of hilarious. But um, right, holdovers. It's 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 fun. It's it's not it's not as entertaining as I'd hoped, but it's a it's a it's some good character study. So if you like that sort of stuff, and it's oh, it's great nostalgia because it's very seventies. Um, oh, okay. Filmmaking the 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 costumes the the uh, even the the shooting the cinematography give it kind of that and it's all done in winter in snowy winter at a at a um, college town. Like it's, like, it's yeah, it's people going away for for uh, Christmas break. Winter then, break, yeah, yeah, and uh, he's stuck with the. The, the the holdovers that basically didn't didn't get a ride home and so so the, you know. the Harry Potters yeah yeah so that's good and uh, yeah. worth checking out that'll probably be on Academy Award Best Picture list so we'll we'll probably have a, a an episode where we cover the Academy Award nods speaking yeah. of which we're probably going to get out and see uh, poor things poor and things cover that, cover yes. that after Echo uh, so. I definitely th- uh, it won the Globe uh, Golden Globe for Best Picture, and so for the comedy uh, can, musical, yeah, yeah. If it if it beats out Barbie for Best Picture for comedy musical, I'm like, this has got to be fucking good. <laughs> and then Emma Stone so, got it for Best Actress too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm definitely. There's another one I want. Uh, I wanted you to check out Steve, just because I think this might be something that we we could cover uh, just from the trailer. Myself, it looks like something that we we could both get a little bit into. It's called Saltburn. Uh, playing on Prime right now. Okay. Um, 
Uh, I'm not going to say too much about it, but uh, I want you to watch it because I think it's got a little bit of a a comedy, freaky kind of drama thing to it that that could be fun. So okay. And what was uh, Ghosts looked, on the sitcom? Ghosts is on uh, Paramount Plus. Okay. I don't think I have that. <laughs> mm, it's uh, I I find I well. They also play football games on Sunday, so I've been using that for. Gotcha. <laughs> awesome. Uh, although the, that season's over, so maybe not. All right, great. Well, uh, that's uh, that's this episode on uh, Dark Knight. Join us next week as we cover uh, um, Joker. Uh, make sure you download, download, rate, and review on uh, your favorite podcatcher. Uh, let us know what you want to see here. Uh, if you want us to cover something, or just tell us, hey, you guys are idiots. Or if you have a drink that you come up with that you want to pair to something, uh, hit us up at the.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think. Uh, if you do, put your uh, regular address in there and I'll send you a sticker. Podcast, <laughs> uh, a How We Seize It podcast sticker. Uh, hell, you don't even have to send us anything. Just send me your address. I'll send you one. I'll even nice. cover the stamp. All right? So <laughs> with that, that's How We Seize It. Cheers and hail Caesars. What does that mean?